Hello there, it's Phil and I'm the Loneliness Guy. Before we jump into this episode of Connection Over Coffee and talk about loneliness and how we can do authentic connection as gay men wherever you are in the world, I invite you to stop and think a moment. The irony of listening to a podcast which is all about loneliness and then doing connection is that it's something that we tend to do alone. We listen through headphones while we're commuting, while out walking, or while we clean the house. But think about this. While you're likely listening to this alone, there are other gay men who are also feeling lonely and are listening to these words right now too. We're never alone in the thoughts that we're thinking and the feelings that we're feeling. We're never alone. And there's power in that knowledge. And that power is called community. I'm working to build a supportive community to serve gay men experiencing loneliness wherever they are in the world. As part of this, I'd love it if you could send me a pic of you enjoying a coffee where you are in the world that you are happy for me to use on my socials. If you're wanting to feel part of a greater global community of gay men, please reach out to me on my socials. I'm on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest and YouTube. Thank you so much for being here. Now, let's get on and have that coffee, hey? Hey, I'm Phil McAuliffe, I'm the Loneliness Guy, and this is Connection Over Coffee. In this episode, we're going to be talking about how busyness kills your connection. But before we get into all of that great stuff, I want to say that in this podcast, we talk about the physical, mental, and emotional well-being of gay men. If that's not your thing, or that's going to trigger you or anyone in earshot, please Press stop now and have a great day. Before we also get going, I want to acknowledge the Ngunnawal people as the traditional custodians of the land upon which this episode was recorded, edited and uploaded. I wish to acknowledge and respect Elders past, present and emerging and the Ngunnawal people's continuing culture and the contribution they make to the life of Canberra and to the surrounding region. I'd also like to acknowledge and welcome other Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people who may be listening or watching this episode. But now that you're all here, how about you go get us a table and have a chat to my friend Mike Campbell on your way past and I'll go get the coffee sorted. Hey there legend, it's Mike Campbell here host of the Everyday Legends podcast, founder of the Everyday Legends Academy, and good friend, uh, coach, and colleague of the loneliness guy, Mr. Phil McAuliffe. And he's given me a little bit of permission here to step in and say, hey, hi, I'm Mike, I'm a men's coach. And what I do is I support everyday men getting the shit together in the simplest sense so that they can build legendary foundations and get more from life, from love, and the everyday. My coaching, the Everyday Legends Academy, is a way to support men in really understanding who you are, how you've got to this place, and then what you want. Who do you want to be? What do you want for your life? And how we can actually pragmatically go about and build and create that version of yourself. That's the man that I call the Everyday Legend. So if you think this could be interesting, then reach out to me. Phil will have all the information how you can do that and we can have a conversation if the Everyday Legends Academy or any of my work might suit you. Otherwise, thanks for joining in for this little part and now back to Phil. Over to you, mate. Here you go. Welcome to episode 39 of Connection Over Coffee podcast. 
And I want to say that very few gay men seek out and then listen to podcasts or watch videos on YouTube about loneliness unless they've come to the realisation that they're lonely. The stigma and shame we feel is real and it takes so much courage to even engage with the subject. I think you're awesome and I'm so proud of you for joining me here for a coffee. Whether you're a return coffee getter with me or if this is your first time, I recognise and admire your courage. Now that you're here, let's get you, let's start getting you connected uh, to yourself, to those most important to you and to your community. One of the most special things about sitting and having a coffee together, and this is entirely the premise of Connection Over Coffee, is that sharing this time and having a coffee or any kind of hot beverage, be it tea or coffee, creates space and time to have a real conversation. It's not rushed, there's no work bullshit going on, and it's just us having a chat. It's a really beautiful thing, and as I said, it's the entire premise of Connection Over Coffee. And for all of that, I'm really proud that you're here. And perhaps after the episode, or if you think that you can do two things at once uh, and review things on my website and listen, spoiler, you can't. No one can really multitask. It just means that we do two things poorly instead of one thing well. How about you go and check out all the content designed to destigmatize loneliness and promote authentic connection for gay men globally through my website, thelonelinessguide.com. And you'll also de- see details of how you can get me right by your side as a connection mentor. It's all there on the site. And there's links in the episode description. Go check it out, especially if you feel like what I say here Well, if it feels like I'm speaking directly to you, go check it out. Thelonelinessguy.com As I said, this is episode 39 and it follows a blog post that I published on thelonelinessguy.com back on Thursday the 17th of March. And that blog post was all about how your busyness kills connection. And this one's really simple. I'm not quite sure how, how, how more simply, how simpler I can um, make that for you. All this busyness that we have in our life is, I feel, the number one impediment for so many of us for getting the connection that we need. We are so busy, it feels that we are simple, we simply don't have any time to catch up with someone. We don't have time to sit and have a coffee with someone. We don't have time to um, uh, linger a little longer. We don't, we, we, we sit and text instead of picking up the phone. And this is an episode where we're going to have a conversation about that, just like we had a conversation in the blog post. So in the blog post, I started the conversation or the, 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 the post, the text in this way. And I want to start this conversation in this way. And it's with these questions. How many times lately, just putting your thinking cap on, how many times lately have you asked someone the question, how are you? And they've responded, oh my God, I'm so busy. 
And then when you're asked how you are, you are you you answer in much the same way. Um, and you know it's probably with a bit of a oh my god I'm so busy. And while that tone is like oh oh, what is coming across there is that there's some kind of status, there's some kind of um, general uh, conveyance of awesomeness uh, in that response because when we're busy, when we matter, we're important. We're important. And if someone says, oh, my God, I'm so busy, and you're not, somehow that makes us feel like a lesser person. And if you're in Australia, if you're in New Zealand, and maybe if you're in the UK, I'm not really sure about the UK. Let me know if this applies. But certainly in Australia and New Zealand, the how are you question is a question that basically says, hi, I see you. It's not actually the question of like, please tell me how you are. I don't want to know. I'm just saying hello. And so it's a walking past, you know, at work in the corridor. And it's like, hey, how you going? G'day, how you going? Um, And the other person says, yeah, going good. You? Or busy. You? Yeah, busy. That's the interaction. That's the human interaction said while walking purposefully towards each other and then away from each other as you go about your days. And it's not generally until the third question. In Australia and New Zealand, it's like the third question. And it's usually prefaced that we really want to know how you are. I should finish that thought. And and the how are you question is usually prefaced by the word so. So, you've gone through, you know, the, the hey, hey, going, the, you know, how's work, how's blah, and then you're sort of sitting down, maybe even sitting down over a coffee, and you're sitting over from each other, and you're like, and you're getting, things are about to get real. And so, you say, so, no, really, how you going? That's the entree. That's the entree. And in both situations, in both situations, we often say busy. I'm going to say, you say busy, and I certainly say busy. Well, certainly said it. Certainly said it. And I lapse. I lapse into busyness as well. But uh, I, I, I catch myself. I catch myself. And, and we're going to get into that towards the end of this, this chat. But the first step of Finding out if your busyness is killing your connection, is killing the connection that you need to have, right even before that connection has even had time to grow into anything, be that a platonic relationship or a romantic relationship, any kind of interactions with another person, with the community, and indeed within yourself, most likely within yourself, your busyness just cuts it off at the knees and doesn't give it a chance to, to give it a a look in at all. And we wear our busyness as a badge of honor because we feel that we matter when we're busy. If we're busy at work, someone somewhere in our, you know, in our employer or in our own business 
go like you know we're 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 worthy of it we're trusted we're getting stuff done we're making a difference we're making money we're affecting change in people's lives and things and you know i'm i'm consumed by this purpose and you know putting putting you know everything else aside in my life you know hopefully not but maybe even you know good personal hygiene but certainly my social life Certainly, you know, my ability to take care of myself, all of that is being jettisoned, jettisoned because I'm so busy, I'm so important. And so when we're talking that all of that little sort of meaning, that little social interaction, that, 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 that not interaction, that social currency is, I feel, in that little interaction of the, hi, how are you going? Yeah, really busy. How about you? Yeah, so busy. And then we get into a busy off. And that's something that I want to sort of press pause on. We get into a busy off because it then becomes escalating busyness. I'm going to press pause on that because we're going to come back to a busy off uh, at the end of the episode. Just pretty much gave away the, the did a spoiler <laughs> right there. But one of the things that I now invite you, so now that we've, we've got awareness, uh, at least some awareness, maybe not nailed the awareness, but we've got some awareness of the prevalence of busyness in our lives um, around us and within us, we now find ourselves with awareness, as always with awareness, we now find ourselves um, armed with a bit more information. And so, with that information, we're going to take. We're going to ask some more questions, and I'm going to ask some more questions of you from from this. And the question is, why are you so busy? Why are you so busy? Because here's a harsh reality: busyness is a choice. If you are busy, if you are constantly busy. You've chosen to be busy. And it mightn't feel like a choice, but it might be a choice that you've made by default. Because, as my friend Kevin Moran in a previous episode and I had a conversation, you might not have enforced some boundaries. You might not even have any boundaries. And because you've not had boundaries, or you've got boundaries, but you haven't maintained them, you haven't communicated them... Uh, someone, something, somehow has overrode those and you've just sort of taken on the busyness. That's a choice. Mightn't be one that you've made consciously or deliberately in the same way that you may choose what to eat for dinner, but it's a choice. Even the not exercising a choice is a choice. And your busyness is a choice. And if you've chosen to be busy, you can choose to not be busy. If you've chosen to be busy, you can choose to prioritize connection. I'm letting that sink in just for a moment. Why are you so busy? Now that we know that you're, you know, you say busy, you are surrounded by busy, and 
you might suspect that busyness has killed that connection that you need, cut it off at the knees, and perhaps you've accepted that your busyness is a choice and that's an uncomfortable acceptance, but uncomfortable, comfortable, acceptance is acceptance. And we'll go with that. Why? Why have you chosen busyness? Is it avoidance? Is it avoidance of something that's really just kind of bubbling away under the surface, under your surface mentally or emotionally? Is it something that you're avoiding? And if it's avoidance, could it be, well, if it's not avoidance, could it be numbing? Could it be that what's bubbling away, those thoughts and feelings just under the surface, those, those are bubbling away and, and you're numbing them to try and ignore them? So numbing, avoidance, kind of the same thing. Or, and this goes to a conversation that I had with my friend Justin Oberste a few episodes ago towards the end of 2021, is it a coping mechanism? Is your busyness a coping mechanism? Is what is under the surface, mentally and emotionally, so difficult for you, such a challenge for you that you... you you're coping, you're trying to get through your day by having, by being busy. Because I think we do that, perhaps even all three of them, in equal measure sometimes, some more than others. But busyness, and I'm speaking from personal experience here, that busyness is the thing that I use. It's the thing that so many other gay men who are members of the audience here on Connection Over Coffee, and perhaps even you, we use because we can't possibly sit still and, and feel those feelings and think those thoughts as uncomfortable and as awful as we fear they may be if we're busy can't possibly sit still. And I see this everywhere, almost in passing, almost in passing. And one of the things that I'm privileged as the loneliness guy to hear are your stories of loneliness. And they never fail to move me, never fail to move me. Because... Once we've accepted that we might be lonely, it's a privilege to hear the loneliness story. And one of the constants in each of these is the hope. Perhaps even the hope that's been sustained for years that the thoughts and feelings of loneliness, the thoughts and feelings perhaps of some terrible trauma in our past 
will be will go away if we keep ourselves busy. And just even in the last few weeks, when I've been writing and turning my mind to this topic here at the Loneliness Guy, I see it everywhere. It's like, oh, you know, I would text, text someone who's reached out and say, you know, what do you need? It's like, no, I'm good. I'm just keeping myself busy. Ah, keeping myself busy. Got no time to think those thoughts. Got no time to feel those feelings. Got time for none of... Don't have any time for any of that shit. I'm far too busy. There's things to do. There's things to do. There's, there's a house to clean. There's... I don't know. Work to be done. That could be done at any other time. As well. Make no mistake, make no mistake, the thoughts and feelings of loneliness are fucking horrendous. I spent years ducking and weaving them. I spent years working and working long hours trying to please so many people and convincing myself, convincing myself that I did not have the time to stop and like work through any of the shit that was, you know, bubbling under the surface because I was simply too busy. I was important. I had, you know, meetings to organize. I had meetings to go to. I had meetings to write about, meetings to talk about, meetings to, you know, and, and then all the work, all the admin work that comes with a job. And then there was like, you know, family life and all like, you know, and then, you know, fitness or, or whatever it is. I'd like, I would pack my days so full that the only time that I had to process any of this was in those last few moments before I'd go to sleep. And that was success. Does this resonate with you? Does this resonate with you? I'm going to say, if you're still listening, yes, it does. And I know it does because I hear it all the time. I know that my story is not unique. My story is unique, but it's not unique at all. Your story is unique, but it's not unique at all. You're special just like everybody else. The only thing is, when it comes to thoughts and feelings of loneliness, we're just not good at talking about it. But once we realize the symptoms of loneliness, like busyness, then we can start to ask questions of ourselves and of each other. I'm going to ask you this. If you are using busyness as a way of avoiding, numbing, coping, how much busy how how busy do you have to be how busy have you gotten how how much how little sleep are you getting how many lunch times do you work through how many hours a day are you doing how much money are you bringing in and then after doing all of that how far away from you are those thoughts and feelings what you're doing what i do And what we do is we run and run and run and run and then run some more. 
convincing ourselves of our busyness, of our importance. And then the difficult thoughts, the uncomfortable feelings that we're trying to run away from are just trotting right next to us. Just easy as you like. They're not even puffing. And as soon as we stop, they just catch up with us and go, okay, can we talk now? Are you ready to talk now? No, we say. And off we go running again and exhaust ourselves. Do more work. Do more stuff. Fill our days. Thoughts and feelings are just trotting right there, waiting for you. And it's generally, it's generally, oh my friend, it's generally to the point when we're at exhaustion. Do we allow ourselves to think the thoughts and feel the feelings? And of course, when we're exhausted, we're in the best place mentally and emotionally and physically to work through those, aren't we? We kind of get ourselves into the crisis mode before we allow ourselves to go, oh, well, that hasn't worked. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. It, feel like it, it feels like it does, but it doesn't work. So why get to the point of exhaustion? This is a big episode, isn't it? There's so many, so many like rich veins of conversation and analysis and just there, there's so much of it. But I want to move on. So, you know, that was um, busyness as avoidance, numbing and or coping. But I want to sort of have you imagined for just a moment. And it might not be a difficult thing to imagine, but if you might feel kind of sort of maybe that you're thinking some thoughts of loneliness and you're feeling some feelings of loneliness and they're pretty shit. They're pretty shit. And it's deeply uncomfortable and you know you want to, you know, because you listen to the loneliness guy, you, you read his awesome blog, you listen to his podcast, you consume his social media and you think, yeah, he's on it. He's, 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 he's got good stuff. And you know that what you have to do is actually speak your loneliness. And there's even an episode of the podcast from 2020 about how to speak your loneliness. And so we, we pick up the phone and we might open WhatsApp or Signal or Instagram or whatever and send a message. And, and, and it might not even, like it might, might be a call for help, but it's like a, hey, how you going? Someone answers, oh, yeah, I'm really busy. But even before we get to that point of picking up the phone and talking to someone, how many times, this is a rhetorical question, how many times have we gone, ah, oh, nah, he won't want to hear from me. He's really busy. He's too busy to hear from me. No, nah, I won't call her. No, nah, I won't call him. No, nah, I won't call them. Nah, 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 they're too busy. They're too busy. They're like, you know, I've seen them on Instagram and on the book of faces and, and they're just doing amazing things. They're far too busy. They're far too busy. And, you know, really, my, my issues aren't that important. My aren't that important. So, you know, far too busy. So the busyness within you, the busyness that you're using within you to avoid numb and distract or, or, or like coping can also be applied externally in the stories that we tell ourselves about 
our worthiness of love and support. And we can convince ourselves to not reach out for help and support because of a story that we're telling ourselves that someone's busy. Let me tell you this, there is always time for who and what is important. Always. Busyness is a choice and there is always time for who and what is important. And if you're not prioritizing yourself, if you're not prioritizing your connection, if you're not prioritizing your interactions with another human or humans, you're not prioritizing it. You're not giving it time. You're, not, you're saying that you're not important. My friend, you're the most important person in the world. Got a question for you. And I want you to take a few moments to think about it. To think about your, your response. So with all of I that I've just talked about over this, this coffee... I want to ask you this simple question. Well, there's two questions. Stretching the friendship. There's two questions. The first question is, what is the price that you're paying for busyness killing connection? What's the price you're paying? And the second question is, do you still want to pay it? Are you still prepared to pay it? We'll be right back. I interrupt myself for just a moment to say to you that I have a bold vision for the loneliness guide to be the place for gay men experiencing loneliness to come and get the support that they need at the time they need it, wherever they are in the world. The vision includes hosting seminars, workshops and retreats to help gay men, to help you and other gay men just like you get the connection that they need and deserve to help them learn from their loneliness. The vision is to partner with other coaches, connection experts and therapists to make these events happen locally at first and then around the world. Undoubtedly, this is a bold vision and I need to start. I'm so keen to start and scaling up my work here at The Loneliness Guy to know to, to what I know it can be. But I need your help. If you'd like to help me, please go to thelonelinessguy.com forward slash invest or follow the link in the episode description and help me to realize this vision for gay men globally. It's time to get serious about loneliness in gay communities. Can you please help me? If you've got any questions for me, please ask away. But in the meantime, back to the episode. Okay, welcome back. Was that uncomfortable? You might not have actually stopped to to think about it. So press pause now. Have a think about those two questions. And if you've had a bit of a think about it and you've unpaused it, (laughs) welcome back. And really, if you're listening, you've unpaused it. So what's the price that you've been paying? Has the price of busyness been your connection? Has it been connection to self? 
Has it been connection to those most important to you? Has it been connection to community? Is it a combination of all three? And here's the question for you. As I said at the beginning of this episode or towards the beginning of this episode, we now have awareness. We now have awareness that loneliness, uh, sorry, that, that the busyness kills connection. And we now have some more information about how busyness kills connection. How feeding busyness starves your connection and feeds your loneliness. We have that awareness now and with that awareness we find ourselves at a fork in the road. And this is my invitation to you right now. Which direction are you going to go? Are you going to go left and say, you know what, I'm going to go try this again. One more round of busyness, either as avoidance, as numbing, as coping. One more round of telling myself stories that someone's too busy to hear from me, to listen to me. Or am I going to go right and take a step, a step to get some help? A step to work through those thoughts and feelings of loneliness, which are unique to you, but are not at all unique to you. Which way is it going to be? Step left? Or step right? As someone who was a frequent left stepper and uh, someone who finds myself still trying to step left and, and I find myself hoping that some other strategy will win, will work, and then I find myself right back at the same crossroads. And I might go back left again and again and again. And I'm like, oh God, I need to go right. And so I go right. And it's terrifying, it's scary, but oh my God, that's where connection is. Let me promise you that, that's where connection is. So if you're not ready to go right yet, that's okay. That's okay. Or if you want to go right quietly within yourself, hoping that reading an awesome blog on loneliness or listening to an awesome podcast or watching it on YouTube on loneliness and gay men, sure, like, like if you work a way of doing that quietly and not messily and that, that somewhere in, in, this, in these episodes and on my blog, there's like the perfect answer to do it quietly and, and cleanly that doesn't inconvenience anyone and is easy, let me know. Let me know because that stuff's going to be gold. But for this, for this... What we need is to venture right and know that we don't yet know really what right looks like, but it's got to be better than going left. It's got to be better than doubling down and doubling down and doubling down because doubling down just keeps us going back to the same place. 
wondering how we're still getting here, getting frustrated. Let's go right. And we can go right together. I said that I'm doing one-on-one mentoring and I'm really excited to offer that service. Um, and please go and check it out uh, on the website and there's links in the episode description if you want me in your corner. Um, and it, it will be just an absolute pleasure and a joy to be right by your side as you go right. And I've got a couple of questions for you or a couple of like fun challenges just so you can help pay attention to how busyness comes up in your life and sort of some things to, 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 to do. The first question, uh, well, the first kind of strategy challenge, let's call it, um, for moving, uh, for identifying how often loneliness and uh, loneliness, how often busyness comes up in ordinary conversation. I want to say that we need to be aware, and this picking back up uh, something that I pressed pause on um, earlier in the in the conversation. We need to be aware of when we're entering in a busy off. And a busy off is kind of, as I said in the blog post, it's doing the equivalent of unzipping your pants, um, flopping out your cock and comparing how big it is. And whoever has the biggest cock is worthy of love and um, adulation. Now, I know that that's a thing. That happens anyway. (laughs) Um, But it's a stupid way of measuring someone's worth. Um. But we do it anyway. We do it actually with our cocks. But second of all, we do it with our busyness. We try to out-busy each other. And someone who says somewhat ridiculously how busy they are, they win. They win. They're worthy of all the help. They're worthy of all the support. And everyone else who loses is somehow not worthy of all of that. They can convince themselves that, well, someone somewhere is busier than me. They need all the help and support. Beware of the busy off. We do it all the time. We do it all the time and we kind of blindly walk into it. We blindly walk into it, but not you now. You're going to be aware of when you enter into a busy off. And when you do find yourself into a busy off, I ask you to do this second thing. And the second thing is to respond when someone says, hey, going, you can go, actually, I'm pretty relaxed. I've got lots of capacity in my life. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty relaxed. Yeah, things feel pretty good. And you can almost see the other person like um, begin to listen because no one really pays attention when we're in, you know, the, that kind of transactional, hey, going, I'm really busy. No one's listening. And you'll actually start a conversation. And odds are the other person, the other party in the conversation, other party or other parties will go, oh, actually, that's really good. I wish, I wish that I was calm and relaxed. And they'll try to get you into a busy off, but you're too smart for that. But you can say, no, actually, I'm really prioritizing. I'm really prioritizing not being so busy. There's a time for doing, and then there's a time for being. And you need both. You need both. That's all I want to say for this episode. Remember that there's so much content on my site, thelonelinessguy.com, that's designed to help you learn from your loneliness and to destigmatize loneliness and promote authentic connection for gay men globally. 
Remember, you won't miss any content if you join the mailing list. Joining the mailing list is free and you'll receive one email each week, so no spam, uh, from me letting you know that there's been new content uh, uploaded. Or for something more interactive with me and other gay men, how about joining our wonderful group uh, of gay men who are learning from their loneliness and are supporting each other as we do connection. So you can come and join the Premium Connection Book uh, Connection Lounge on Facebook. That's not the Premium Connection Book on Face Lounge. Um, and it's free and uh, it's free to join and you can come and join us for monthly Zoom calls. You can come and join us for inspiring chats and um, uh, just it's a beautiful space that's growing very, very rapidly. It's just a lovely space. Um, and you can come and get the help and support from me and other gay men who are who recognise their loneliness and are committed to doing connection. It's a beautiful place and I'd love for you to join us. So if you're interested in either joining the mailing list or the exclusive Face Lounge book, <laughs> the exclusive Facebook Lounge, follow the links in the episode description. And if you've got something from this episode, why not buy me a coffee to say thanks? There's a link to PayPal in the episode description and any money received from your contribution through PayPal goes to me continuing this work and it is always appreciated. If you've got a question for me or any feedback, reach out to me on socials or send me an email to connect at thelonelinessguy.com and remember to like, comment, rate and share this episode through the podcast service that you're listening. It helps others in your social circle who may know, who may be quietly experiencing loneliness to know that they're not alone and it helps me out too. I also understand that those who share content relating to the destigmatization of loneliness and promoting authentic connection for gay men globally make for better lovers. Try it out and prove me wrong. Thank you. I really appreciate you and I really appreciate you joining me for coffee today. Until next time, stay safe, stay well, and be awesomely you as you do connection. All sounds that you heard in this episode were recorded at Prefab Eatery on Jesse Street, Wellington. All views expressed in this episode are my own and are intended to support, challenge and inspire gay men to consider the issue of loneliness and increase awareness of the need for authentic connection with themselves, with others and their communities as an antidote to loneliness. They are not intended to, nor should they, replace the advice of a licensed helping professional. Please consult the resources page on my website, thelonelinessguide.com, if you feel that you need the services of a licensed helping professional. Thanks for listening.